I would like to invite a couple of people from the first century who are going to come up and are going to share with us some things that are happening around Jerusalem as we get prepared for what God has in store for us this week. I see they're coming from the back of our sanctuary, so we hope to hear their message. Wow, this is one crazy idea that Jesus came up with this time. Go to Bethany and get a donkey. Nothing more. Just walk into town where we don't know anyone and grab a donkey. I know he's had some pretty remarkable ideas in the past, but this one beats them all. I don't know. Jesus always seems to know what he's asking. I am sure everything is going to work out. Sure it will, of course. We need to be ready to let anyone who sees us with this donkey that we don't own know that we aren't stealing it, even though, of course, it's not our donkey. I'm sorry, but there are probably a thousand donkeys in this town. How do we even know which one we're supposed to get? And then, if the owner or anyone else says anything to us, we simply reply, the Lord has need of your donkey, and whoever stops us will be okay with all of that. I just don't know this time. With Jesus, even this sounds reasonable to me. From what I've seen these last three years, Jesus just knows things that no one else knows. He even has insight into how people think and feel that people often don't even understand themselves. Wow. Look out there at these people. I bet they don't know who we are. Maybe we should introduce ourselves. Hi, everyone. I am Mary from the town of Magdala. My little town is on the west side of the Sea of Galilee. It's about 110 miles northeast of Jerusalem. This means it's about the same distance to go from Jerusalem to Magdala as it would be to go from your town of Plymouth to Hartford, Connecticut. However, unlike you, we walk everywhere we go. This means that it takes me about 10 days to go from Magdala up to Jerusalem. Hi, everyone. I'm Peter. And not just any guy named Peter. I am the Peter. You know, I am the disciple of Jesus who is with him no matter what. I know other disciples can be fickle, but not me. You see, I am one committed disciple. I like to call myself Mr. Faithful. No matter what, I'm here with Jesus. And these days, that really, that, that's really important because the Romans and some religious leaders seem to be very upset with Jesus and our little group. We cause quite a stir, you know. In fact, there has been talk of, that some officials in Jer Jerusalem want Jesus arrested this Passover. Of course, Jesus has nothing to worry about because he's with me, Mr. Faithful, to watch out for him. The Romans would never dare come anywhere near Jesus with me sticking by him. That's just who I am, Mr. Faithful, Peter. Peter, the disciple of Jesus and fisherman. Did I also mention that I'm, I'm quite really humble? Yes, Peter, I think they get the idea. <laughs> you are very committed to Jesus, and that's probably why Jesus chose you to help get the donkey today. He knows he can always count on you. Actually, I think Jesus asked Peter to help get the donkey today because he was kind of tired of hearing what a great, faithful disciple Peter is. But you know what? Jesus never complains. And he never says anything bad about Peter. I can't imagine how Jesus does it. He keeps that band of 12 misfits together. He calls them his disciples. They mess up, and they mess up, and then they mess up again. Jesus just keeps believing in them. And I have to say... 
Jesus is one patient teacher. Many of us think so highly of him that we call him Rabboni. <laughs> that means our beloved teacher. Yes, Mary is right. Jesus is an amazing teacher. And for fast learners like me, it's great to have someone who can keep up with me. I find that I always seem to outgrow my teachers. Like with fishing. I took this class in this latest craze. They call it fly fishing. Well, who, who would ever have believed it? But by the end of the day, I was up front teaching the class and telling the, the instructor a thing or two. You heard me, right? I told the guy in, in, in charge that I could take it from there. Then, when the class was over, I did what I loved to do. I went fishing all night. Of course, wouldn't you know it, that day the fish weren't biting. Even I couldn't catch any fish. So I told my friends we needed to keep going. However, no matter how hard we tried, we caught nothing. That night, it was just a big zero. Then, in the morning, along comes Jesus. After I explained to him that the fish weren't biting and that we'd gone all night without catching a single fish, he told us to get back in our boat and to go out a bit further. Well, like you might have already figured, I knew that Jesus already knows what he is talking about. So I told the guys, back in the boat with me. We did, and just like that, bam, a boatload of fish. Yes, indeed, I know how to take good advice every time. Peter, you are so humble. And I'm sure you have more to tell all these nice people, but you really must be looking for that donkey that Jesus told you to get. Excuse me, sir, do you have a minute? Sure, what do you need? Actually, we're looking for a donkey. The Lord has need of it. Mary, let me handle this. Uh, that kind, that's kind of awkward. This poor guy has no idea what you're talking about. Uh, sir, could I talk with you for a minute. Uh, sure, but... Now, uh, let me explain what's going on. I'm looking for a donkey for Jesus. He's a friend of mine. I brought Mary along here uh, because she wanted to help. Anyway, you might have heard of me. I don't do business here in Bethany, but um, I'm quite well known in the big city, you know, Jerusalem. Uh, here, uh, let me give you my business card. Peter's Deep Sea Fishing and Scenic Boat Tours. Hmm. So you take people fishing and you give boat tours. I may have heard of you. Aren't you the guy who thought it was a good idea to go out in the Sea of Galilee a while back when it looked like a storm was coming? Then you got caught in the storm? Yeah, I know you. You were the boat owner that freaked everyone out because you were crying like a baby in the middle of the storm until the storm just stopped. I'm not really actually here to talk about my business. We have another purpose. We have been given clear instructions. We are here to secure one donkey for our friend. As you've already heard, his name is Jesus, and he sent us here to find us. Well, I kind of want to hear from your friend. You were rather rude in pushing her aside when she was talking to me. Uh, what is your name? I am Mary from the town of Magdala. Most people call me Mary Magdalene. Peter and I came here because the most amazing man sent us. His name is Jesus. He is our Lord, and he has need of a donkey. That's quite the introduction. I'd like to hear more. Why do you call this guy Jesus Lord? Oh, I don't just call him Lord. He is my Lord. In fact, I believe he is the long-awaited Messiah. Jesus is amazing, and he is unlike anyone that I've ever met before. He is always helping others, and he never asks for anything for himself. He especially helps people that no one else wants to help. I've seen him notice men and women when everyone else just walks by. And he takes time for children. In fact, no matter how busy he is, he has time for every single child. He says we all need to become more like children. He has taught us that children have a simple, trusting faith. When we become more like children, our life gets better. 
Jesus is always helping everyone. That's why when he himself said he needed something, I was happy and I wanted to help get it for him. It's just like Jesus to want nothing more than to simply borrow a donkey. So here we are seeing if we can find one for him. This guy Jesus sounds really quite remarkable. And you say he just sent you here? I think I've heard of him. In fact, right here in this town, there's another woman named Mary. She has a sister named Martha, and they have a brother named Lazarus. People say that Lazarus died and that Jesus raised him from the dead. Sounded kind of far-fetched to me, but I have seen Lazarus walking around. It just never felt, I've never felt comfortable asking him if he died. You know, that's not the kind of thing I have with most people. Hey, I hear you were dead. Is it true? How are you feeling? Still, I'd like to hear more about your friend Jesus. Absolutely. I love to tell people about Jesus. First, let me tell you what he did for me. I know he has helped a lot of other people, but I prefer to talk about how he changed my life. My whole life, I've had problems. I never fit in. And from the time I was young, I had these awful outbursts. And I would try really hard to make friends, but I never could. I was never comfortable in my own skin. And I used to get angry and hurt all at the same time. And then, as I got older, I realized people were talking behind my back, and I started to feel shame and guilt. It was awful. Do you have any idea how hard it is to be a woman that people talk about? I really don't. I can't imagine what it must have been like for you. Still, you seem to be pretty confident today. What happened so that you changed? Well, first, let me be clear. My life was pretty awful. And as I'm sure you know, many people can be cruel and hurtful. If someone is different from them, their response is to talk about them behind their back. And when it happens to me, it's easy for me to withdraw. And that's just what I did. I got to the point where I didn't trust anyone. I didn't have any relationship with my family. And I didn't have any real friends. By this time, I was full of rage and hate. And then one day, I met Jesus. He was different from anyone I'd ever known. Your story is remarkable. You seem to be such a confident person. I can't even imagine that you were someone without friends. And honestly, the idea of you having no relationship with your own family doesn't make sense to me at all. Well, the change in me is all because of Jesus. He did for me what I couldn't even imagine ever doing for myself. And what's even more remarkable is that he didn't ask anything in return. He simply invited me to follow him and learn more about God. One day, I was really struggling. That was the day that I met him for the first time, and I was angry and anxious. I had very little money, and I had gone to the market to buy food. I told the man what I wanted to buy, and he took my money, but... He lied, and he said I hadn't paid him, and I literally lost it. I got so upset that they kicked me out of the market, and yes, I was out of control, but I had just been taken advantage of. And the next thing I remember, I was standing by the side of the road sobbing. Jesus saw me, and he walked over and he asked me, Mary of Magdala, what's wrong? How can I help you? Jesus noticed me. He didn't ridicule me or condemn me. He simply spoke to me. He asked me how he could help me, and then he prayed for me. That's when he prayed something I will never forget. He said, Demons that are torturing this wonderful child of God, be gone. I suddenly stopped crying, just like that. His, he commanded demons to be gone and named me a wonderful child of God, and no one had ever said anything like that about me. And I turned to him and asked, What do you want from me? And his response was so sincere. Mary, I don't want anything from you. I simply want you to know that you are loved. God created you, and God doesn't make mistakes. 
Our Father in Heaven has a wonderful plan for your life. A wonderful plan for my life. Did you hear those words? Jesus told me that I am loved and that God has a wonderful plan for my life. And from that day, I have listened to Jesus, learned from him, and trusted God. When I have a problem, and trust me that I still have many problems, I know how to pray and believe that everything is going to be okay. That's truly amazing. So that's why today you wanted to help get the donkey for Jesus. Yes, exactly. You see, Jesus asked two of his disciples to go into the town of Bethany and get a donkey. Yes, Jesus told me, go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a donkey tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it and will send it back here shortly. I asked if I could help, and Peter here said, it's okay, Mary, we got this. But Jesus smiled and said, absolutely, Mary, you are always willing to help. Thank you. So I came here with Peter and John. We just got here a little while ago and are looking for the donkey. A few minutes ago, we decided to look down different streets. So John went down that street over there, and we came this way. We're all just looking for the donkey. In a little while, we are supposed to meet back at the center of town. Go check down there. There's a donkey out there you can take. I know you won't get into any trouble, and no one will say anything to you. Oh, and just how are you so sure that we won't get in trouble? Simple. It's my donkey. And as Peter, and Peter, as I mentioned earlier, I've heard about your friend Jesus. I hope to meet him someday. I have no doubt that he's a man of his word, and I'm sure he'll get my donkey back to me later today. Thank you so much. I never doubted for a moment that Jesus was right and we would find the donkey he needed. Jesus is planning on riding your donkey into Jerusalem. That is just like Jesus. He has heard all about the officials who are expecting him to arrive for Passover. They expect him to come riding in some, like, like some champion. He says he can't wait to see the looks on their faces when he comes into town on a donkey. Jesus is always doing something unexpected. After all, there are people who want to make him king. So Jesus told us to watch what happens. They will be wondering what king would ever make his grand entrance simply riding a donkey. I imagine no one would do that, but your friend Jesus, from what I've heard from Mary here, Jesus is unlike anyone I've ever met. I think our world would be a much better place if we could all learn some lessons from him on how to have faith and treat one another better. You got that right. Now, thank you for the use of your donkey. And if you get to Jerusalem later today, I'd love to introduce you to Jesus. Like Mary said, he is an amazing man. That's why no matter what, I will never abandon him or deny him. No, sir, that's what they, they call me, Mr. Faithful. I'll be sticking with Jesus no matter what happens. Others may drop off, but never me. I guarantee it. I'll be with him right to the end. Peter, uh, we need to get going. We promised to meet up with John. Maybe then you and John can go untie the donkey just like Jesus asked you to do. After all, Mr. Faithful wouldn't want to be late. Now, would you? Here is the donkey. <laughs> Let's take the donkey. <laughs> After you, donkey. <laughs> we begin this Holy Week, and we probably find ourselves as one of those three characters. Maybe we are confident that no matter what, we are faithful only to discover that we got brought down because none of us are perfect. And we all stand in need of God's love and God's grace and God's forgiveness. At other times in our life, we find ourselves feeling like Mary Magdalene, just wondering if we really are loved and cared for. 
And of course, the message of this week and the message of Christ's life and death and resurrection is each and every one of us are deeply loved by God who did create us and God didn't make mistakes. Or we may be, or maybe we know someone who's sort of like the donkey owner, just kind of wondering what it all means. And we have that opportunity to share Christ's love with others. So we pray that this Holy Week, we can really enter into what Jesus has done for each one of us. Because that's what this week is for. It's a time to reflect on the amazing gift of Christ's love for each one of us. A very personal love. That for God so loved the world. That he gave his only son. That whoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have life everlasting. We pray here at Faith Community Church that you, your family, and all that you know would have a really wonderful week ahead. As we get so caught up in other things, let's make sure that this year we take time to think about what Christ has done for each of us. Let's bow our heads and hearts together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for an opportunity to be together in worship this Palm Sunday. We pray that even as we heard the message of those who were out to do a simple act that Jesus had asked them to do, that in our own lives you ask us to do things and we seek to be faithful. However, we mess up time and time again, and that's why it is so important for us to know and understand your grace that is beyond anything that we can comprehend. We pray this day your blessing upon this congregation, not only those who are here, but those who are tuning in at home. We pray your blessing. And most especially, we pray that we could understand the simple message of your love for each of us. That in trusting in Jesus as our Savior, our sins are forgiven, our lives are made new, and we now have one to follow. To know that Jesus has taught us how to treat others and how to live a different way. May your Holy Spirit open our hearts to your message today and transform us by your power. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.